Welcome to another episode of The Crown and Spear. I'm your host, Stephen Litchfield, and this is my co-host, Gary Litchfield. And we've got another you know, great episode for you today. Absolutely. Yes, they're always great. They are. Yes. You know what we're talking about today? No clue. Well, you'll find out in just a uh, minute. Okay. <laughs> so show us. Let's bring it on up. We're still in First John 4, 19 through 21. Mm-hmm. And we have been talking about the love of God for the last couple of weeks. Oh, I thought we were talking about deer. No, we we did talk about deer many times. Anyhow, we kept bringing up those deer children. Mm-hmm. We even put pictures of them in everyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, we'll move on. <clears throat> Why are you able to love? Have you thought about that? Because of God. Well, that's a good answer. <laughs> so I was going to ask three so, questions, and you already hit the answer in there a little bit. All right, well, ask the questions. How, how do you? you know, I don't know with you all the time. So let's go. <laughs> you never know where it's going. How do you learn what love is? Or what makes you able to love? Or what is your example to go by for love? I'm going to say God. <laughs> you still keep the same answer there, are you? Sure. <laughs> okay. Well, it's a good answer. Yeah. You kind of hit the nail on the head there. Because mm-hmm. that's where we're going to go look at stuff today. All right? Okay. So looking at the first verse, verse 19, we love because... He first loved us. Mm -hmm. Now, that's an important thing, that God loved us first. Okay? Uh, So how did God love us first? Do you have an idea? How do you think God loved us? How did he show it? How did he demonstrate it? Uh, Was there a plan or whatever that came about that he demonstrated his love? Sure. (laughs) Any idea what that plan is? Well, I don't know which one you're specifically <laughs> wanting me to say. I love it when I just stump you on the spot. And you're, <laughs> I mean, one of the ways he showed his love for us was by sending his son to earth and Absolutely. Uh, dying on the cross. When did he plan that? At the beginning. Okay. Actually, before that. Before <laughs> the beginning. We're going to take a look at that because that's what God did. Uh, he actually started the plan before creation. That too. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine how long has the earth been around? Everybody's got different views on this. How long do you think the earth has been around when God created it and it started and all those things went on? Well, if you go by biblical <clears throat> timeline, some people say it's been around, what, six to 7,000 years? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's kind of my view. And people say, well, you know, if you study the uh, geological things and measure the earth and do carbon dating, things go back millions of years. Well, my thing that I've always said for a very long time, that if um, uh, the people who believe that's been around for, what, millions of years or whatever, right. blah, blah, blah. You know, I, I've always said, well, when you look at when God is doing things at the beginning of creation. Right. It it doesn't say that he started things out as some tiny little atom or molecule or something. A lot of times he just said, let there be. That's what he did. And things already had uh, existence. They already had, like, age to them. That's my view. Yeah, yeah. Like, like when he created trees, I bet the... Like they two seeds. seconds after, <laughs> you know, God had created a full-grown tree, you could chop it down. You could probably count that there's growth rings, and I'm like, how's the growth rings when it's it only been there for two seconds? That's it. Yeah, but, I mean, it wasn't a seed in the ground. But one of my <laughs> one of my examples I love to use is uh, with Adam. He didn't create him as just this little cell that started out and created some little 
incubator and grow him. No, he he formed him from the the dirt of the earth. Right, and and he He's was full grown full man. Grown man. Absolutely, so. and and all that is true. I, and that's that's why you know whenever I watch shows on TV and and people are talking like, well, you know, things happened so many billions of years ago, and like, well, you know, how do you? <laughs> well, their idea is that you know somewhere back way when there were cells that came together and that started it or there was this big bang and you know the universe was created which i always say where did that stuff come from that, that was my next statement that, that you get to a point <laughs> when you have this argument with people they can't answer it because they don't know right so even if the big bang actually happened you got to say stuff came from Somewhere. that right and then you got to say well that stuff you know blah, blah, and it's like where did that come from right everything had to have a beginning except for god yeah because, again, when God created the heavens and the earth, time began. Mm-hmm. God lived in eternity. There wasn't time. That's something we can't already comprehend, mm-hmm. you know. So we're getting into a lot more detail here than I was thinking of, but, but the, which, you know, we always stretch it on. Right, true. <laughs> but the fact is, at a point, God said, let there be, as you said, and mm-hmm. things became, and they were there with age. For example, yours example, trees were already grown up. Mm-hmm. There were fish that were in the seas that were full size. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't start as little minnows running around, and, you know, they, they were full size fish. You know, mm-hmm. when he created the animals, they were adults. You know, animals running around, lions and tigers and bears. Oh, my. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All that stuff was out there, all right? Well, we love because he first loved us, because he started all this, as we were getting to the point, before Mm -hmm. the creation of the world. And my proof on that is this verse here, Ephesians 1, 4, and 5. And it says, For he chose us in him before the creation of the world. So in eternity past, that's about the best way we can describe it, because there was no time then, Mm -hmm. God decided that he was going to create a people. And those people would be on a planet that we now call Earth, you know, and there would be those billions upon billions of planets and galaxies out there, uh, which he just simply said, let there be. And it was, you know. And so it says, he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. And then notice this, in love. There it is. Before the creation of the world, in love, God predestined us to be adopted as sons through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. Wow. Does that not blow your mind? Mm -hmm. I mean, before there was anything. And that's another one of my things. People, you know, say, well, you know, I, I... I came to faith because I read the, the Bible or I heard the story, and so I made a choice and I decided that I would follow God, and it's all I, 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 I. And God says, uh, I picked you before there even was an earth. There was me, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and I made it, we, we. <laughs> we're going to see that in a minute here in the next passage. God is a plurality, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and yet, one of those things we can't comprehend, they're one. And yet they're all existent at the same time with the same power, authority, all wisdom, you know, all those different things that we say about God. He is always the Father, always the Son, always the Holy Spirit, and yet they're one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we we can't we we try earthly pictures to put that together and none of them fit. 
you know, people would say an apple. You got the skin, the meat of the apple, and the core, you know, mm-hmm. and that's the three. But the core is never the skin or the meat of it, and the, you know, vice versa. Any of the other ones are never, you know, they're, you know, but with God, they're all the same. Mm-hmm. And yet, they're three. <laughs> and we're like, how does that work? I don't know. That's something in God's mystery that he may explain to us someday. <laughs> he might not, you know. But the, the core of the thing is, uh, God loved us first. Mm-hmm way 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 back there and so anything that we know about love we get from god uh he was the prime example and it was a decision he made a lot of times people today say well oh i'm in love because i got this warm feeling in my heart about that person (laughs) which warm feeling ain't bad okay but love becomes a decision you make Remember when we did 1 Corinthians 13 and ran through all the things there in the love chapter? Mm-hmm. You know, love is. Love is kind. Love uh, uh, just went out of my mind, all the different ones that are there. But um, the, the fact is, those things are what love is. And God put all that together before the creation of the world so that we would then be able to love others. He's our prime example of what love is. And it's a decision that we choose to be patient with people, a decision that we choose to be kind, a decision to love them. You know, all those, again, things that are there in First Corinthians. Uh, and so love isn't just a feeling, although feeling is a big part of love. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so here, let me bring this back in because we've been rattling around about it for a little bit here. Uh, Genesis uh, one twenty six. And it says, then God said, and this is you know, going back to the beginning of the Bible, what we got is our record to start looking at things. Then God said, let us make mankind in our image. So there's that plurality speaking of Godhead that was there before, as we looked at Ephesians, before the creation of the world. And God's coming together and said, let us make man in our image. Okay, so there's this sense in which we as human beings are an image bearer of God. Now, do you have any clue in your mind what an image bearer of God is? What is that image that's there? Any thoughts? (laughs) Put him on the spot again, folks. An image bearer, like someone who... uh looks not looks i don't know you know is, is a an example okay all right let me let me put it this way are right. you an image bearer of me sure why because i came from <laughs> stuff <laughs> okay and people always tease that they, they look at you and say man you can't deny that boy and they and and I, know... I usually tell them we're not related but... <laughs> in fact they've called you my mini me many times mm-hmm. and i think you're the one who says that most of the time no other people have said it okay but God's showing here in Genesis one twenty six, in other words, what we talked about, Godhead, the, the plurality, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about here that mankind's going to be made in his image. The image of God is that we don't necessarily look like God, mm-hmm. but the characteristics, there we go, yeah. of God. And one of them happens to be love. Mm-hmm. You know, any, other image, any other characteristics of God you can think of out there? Sure. Name one. <laughs> Did it to him again, folks. <laughs> I'm going to go take a nap. <sighs> well, 
I'll get you off the hook here. One, yeah. That's just one. Okay, if, if we went back to the First Corinthians, all those things that are there, you know, Love, all those patience, yeah. kindness, yeah, all those things, all those different things are part of the image <laughs> of so many times that I can't <laughs> think of it right now. That the true, you just go blank on some of these things sometimes. Mm-hmm. But those are characteristics of God. The fact that we can know things, knowledge, is a characteristic of God. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and we could go on and on probably and go down that rabbit trail and get all over the place. But there are so many things about God that are characteristic of him that because we are an image bearer of God, we have the ability of those characteristics. Now, Gers, we're not eternal and all-powerful as he is. Um, but, you know, the, the other things, you know, knowledge and ability to think things through, to be logical about things, you know, all those kind of things are part of that image of God in us, which then goes back to, if we're an image bearer of God, that's one of the reasons we don't just kill people indiscriminately, although more and more of that's happening every day. I heard on the news just a little while ago that there was a kid killed, uh, he was out mowing a yard, and somebody drive by shot him, killed him, you know, young kid, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, people just don't think of life the way they used to, and yet we say life is sacred because it bears the image of God. Uh, now, on the other hand, they say, well, then why do you ever have capital punishment? Well, God also describes a word where people get so bad that the only thing left to do is to execute them. It's pictures of that, particularly in Old Testament. We see it there. Um, but anyway, uh, the ability to love is the one we're really pushing today. And God showed his love for us even in creation and making us the way he did and putting us you know, here on this earth to carry that image on, okay? Uh, there's a Latin phrase that they use in theology. Uh, you know, they, they, theological things love to pull out Latin phrases. Anyway, it's the amago Dei is the word for Latin, which means image bearer of God. Um, so that's a whole theological point. If anybody out there is watching this and wants to look it up, just go type it into the uh, your uh, computer in the search engine. It's I-M-A-G-O. D-I-E, the image bearer of God, Amago Dei. Um, it's almost like Amigo. Yeah, it's what it looks like. <laughs> all right. But God being uh, who he is, and starting all the way back in Genesis, put out this idea of love, that he loved us first. And he demonstrated that by not only creating a world and then creating us, but he put man on this earth to have dominion over the fish and sea and the birds in the air and the cattle and you know livestock, all those things. Mm-hmm. Man is to be able to you know look after creation in that aspect of it. Um, but he was, uh, as we read back there in the Ephesian passage, that God, before the creation of the world, chose us in him. He's already put his love stamp on us. Okay? All right, let me move on to another verse here. This one comes out of 1 John 4.10. We've been in 1 John the last couple of weeks, and we kind of already looked at this verse a little bit. But I pulled this one out, um, a different version. We've been using the NIV version for most of our passages. And I pulled ESV out because it used a bigger word, and I wanted to make a point here to, to take a look at that. He says, uh, in this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loves us and sent his son to be a propitiation for our sins. And of course, my next question is, do you know what propitiation is? (laughs) Sure, but do you? (laughs) Yeah, I think I do. (laughs) 
Uh, if you read the NIV, it uses the word atoning sacrifice. Okay. Sounds a little bit easier to understand. What's an atoning sacrifice? It's, it's one that you atone to. You know, like <laughs> like the toner, you shake it and stuff. No. Not quite. <laughs> uh, it's the idea of paying a debt. Mm-hmm. Okay, the atoning sacrifice. Uh, we talked about this on one of the things before that in some old tribal days of, you know, somebody out there would have a volcano was erupting and they would decide they would appease the god of the volcano by taking a virgin girl from the thing and tossing her into the, the volcano to appease the god or to atone for whatever the tribe had done wrong that caused the volcano to erupt and destroy some of their property. And so that's kind of the you know how some people distort the real meaning of an atoning sacrifice, which is what Jesus is, according to this passage we just read. You know, in uh, in this is love, not that we have loved God, because we don't just kind of generally do that in and of ourselves. Okay, it's only because He puts it in us, you know, to allow us to do that. Mm-hmm. But that he loved us, and then here's the important part, and sent his son to be the propitiation or the atoning sacrifice for our sin. Jesus paid it all. Yeah, wonderful hymn in the uh, hymn books that are around. You know, sing yep. the song. Jesus it's playing paid in my all. head right now. It is. You want to let us hear it? No. <laughs> Put the microphone up to your ear. Let's see if we can tell. <laughs> no. See where it's at. Okay. But we went over this verse a little bit, you know, a while back in, in John four ten. You know, we're on verse nineteen and so forth now. But the idea of propitiation means that that God not only loved us by deciding. You know, let me back it up just a little minute. You know, before the creation of the world, you had the Godhead, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Okay, mm-hmm. He was totally sufficient in and of Himself as God. Didn't need anything else. But in, within the Godhead, they they decided, hey, let's make mankind. So we'll make a planet, you know, and we'll put them on it and all this kind of stuff. And that goes through the whole creation thing that we look in Genesis about what's there. And so God makes a choice, you know, to put us out there. But he also, within that, knows that man's going to become sinful, you know, because if he didn't want us to be sinful, he wouldn't have created Satan, who God also created. And the book of Proverbs, we brought it up a long time ago, and I always forget the reference, but it talks about God even created demons for their day, for a purpose. They have things that they do for a purpose, okay? Um, and so all that is out there, but in all that, God not only had a plan to create the world and to create mankind and that man would fall, but he also provided an atoning sacrifice, to bring salvation. That's love from before the creation of the world. All right, to move on, propitiation, there's a, another definition for it. It's averting the wrath of God by the offering of a gift. Remember, that's what I talked about, the, the old thing of the, col- the volcano out there, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, it refers to the turning away of the wrath of God as the just judgment of our sin by God's own provision of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross. So there again, it's the idea of propitiation or the you know atoning sacrifice. Uh, God is the one who provides it all. Okay. Um, so having said all that, uh, propitiation is that removing 
of God's wrath. It takes it away. By that doing that, it is a demonstration of God's love towards us, you know, his people. God taking care of us, uh, he, he, he has a way out from the way of sin and condemnation and hell for eternity. And so the way he does that is to sacrifice his own son, part of the Godhead, the Father, the Son, Holy Spirit. The Son decides to take on flesh and become a baby, as we'll celebrate with Christmas coming up fairly shortly. Mm -hmm. uh, and then he grew up and he went to the cross and did that propitiation. He paid for the wrath of God covering our sin, which is the greatest love you can ever have. Uh, I didn't put it in here, but in John it talks about no greater love hath a man than this but to lay down his life for his friends. Uh, and you, you see that come up in all kinds of situations. You think about um, military um, you know, guys that go out there and will lay down their life just to protect the United States. Or you hear stories of a guy that's with a group of guys and a hand grenade gets thrown into the group and one guy jumps on top and blows himself up to save the rest of them. You know, love and commitment for the others that are there. Uh, these are all major demonstrations of love that is in us because God did it first. All right? All right, so let's go on here to our next verse. Whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. The two don't just go together. If you say, hey, I really love God. Isn't he great? God is fantastic. And then they turn around to people who are their brothers and sisters, not only literally brothers and sisters, physically kids, but in relation to other people that are Christians. You know, they're brother and sister in that sense. Uh, but you say, I can't stand that one over there. Wait a minute. How does that fit? Okay, you can, as this goes on to say, you can see that one. You can't see God. You know, where is he? God's a spirit. You don't see him. And you say, I love him. Yeah, but I don't know about you over there. Well, if you're saying you love God and hate them, you're a liar. Mm -hmm. the, the two just are not consistent. For whoever does not love their brother or sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. Okay? So, you know, the very thing is there that sometimes, uh, how do you put it? Sometimes we say seeing is believing. Well, God says you don't have to see everything to believe it. You have to have faith. And real faith only comes, as we've said over and over, by the Holy Spirit, putting the gift in us, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. Mm -hmm. uh, and by believing then with that gift of faith uh, that God's given us, then we then can love God as we ought to. And then we ought to also then love our brothers and sisters. It ought to be consistent across the board. Um, and then it should all fit together. Um, out of Matthew... Uh, 5, 43 and 44, um, it says, You have heard that it is said, Love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Now, that was a saying back in the Old Testament. Some people you know, kind of got that going. But I tell you, love your enemy and pray for those who persecute you. Now, that becomes tough, but it's a real mm -hmm. demonstration of love. How do, you, how do you turn around and love somebody who's persecuting you? Uh, that's, that's difficult, and yet God's telling us here that we have to have that kind of love, to show it to one another, uh, demonstrate it, put it out there. Um, you know, one of the big things that's still in the, the news 
uh, around is the uh, abortion issue and Roe versus Wade and how they deal with that. We're not going to get into the details of that. But the the lady who was the center of the Roe versus Wade, and that wasn't mm-hmm. her name, by the way. That was just the way the case was brought up and who brought it up and all that. Uh, that, that, you know, for her to be able to have an abortion, you know, it went all the way to the Supreme Court and then they said it was a right. Now they're putting it back to the States, all that kind of stuff. But that lady then became hated by a lot of people, even Christians, who would go and protest uh, at the place this woman worked, you know, put signs upside and, and had her name on it. And, you know, they, they just hated her so bad because she made this a law of the land to be able to have abortions. Mm-hmm. Um, well, as I understand the story, there was one guy who decided to leave the protest and go inside and just sit down and talk to the lady. And over a long period of time, sitting and talking, and he'd bring her lunch because she was afraid to leave and go out because people were out there with signs and yelling and screaming at her, all that kind of stuff. He would bring her lunch, and they'd sit down and eat lunch together. But through doing that, he demonstrated the love of God and let her know that there was forgiveness and that you can be forgiven even of murdering a baby that's still in the womb. And eventually that lady became a Christian, and she followed God for years. Um, And... uh, that's what love can do. It can totally change a life that is out there and bring about new things. So he says, so I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Uh, that's so contrary to culture today. I mean, like I said, lately, every time you turn on the news, you know, shooting somewhere every night in some city, people being murdered shot and killed for no reason at all it seems you know that you can't even find out why they did it sometimes random shootings this here kid mowing grass and somebody drives by and shoots him why you know Mm -hmm. uh the love of god needs so much to be demonstrated in the world today and brought back to reality of caring for one another having excuse me some respect for one another so let me bring it on to our last verse here uh verse 21 And he has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brothers and sisters. How about that? A command. What's a command? What what do you do with commands? Well, when someone gives you a command, they're telling you to go and do it. Yeah, right then. It's not a suggestion. Like, (laughs) hey, you know, if you've got time or whatever, you know. But no, it's like in, say, in the military, your commanding officer says... Hey, I'm ordering you to go do something. This is my command right. to you. You're like, yes, sir. I go do it. And you know, the guys when they join the military, they go through as we always call it, basic training. Mm-hmm. And in basic training, you learn to take orders and do it when they say to do it. Mm-hmm. It's not like, hey, let's think this over. You might have the wrong idea here. No. You know, the commanding officer says, take that hill. Everybody go! <laughs> and on the, the way they go. I had a friend who had gone through basic, been in the military, uh, and as time progressed, he had gone for officer training. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so in officer training, you've got to learn how to give a command so that people follow your commands, and they do it when you tell them to do it. Okay. And so, as I remember the story, because this has been a long time back, for different levels at that training, there were different colors for what level you were at. Okay? Okay. And uh, and as I remember, this friend of mine, he was going into the mess hall. 
okay? And as he was getting ready to go in, there was a brick at the edge of the sidewalk. And I don't, I'll pick a color because I don't remember what color he told me. And we'll just say it was blue, okay? And he just, you know, of course, it's a brick laying there. You don't think about a brick laying on the sidewalk, you know? And he just walks by and goes to the missile. And one of the other higher ranking guys calls him back. And he says, what do you think you're doing? He's like, you know, didn't even know what was going on. He had no conscious thought about the brick. He says, that's a blue brick. It's commanding officer. You didn't salute it. You know? So the thing he made him do while other guys are heading into the missile, lay on his stomach on the ground, take that brick and go, brick, attend, huh, and stand it up. Brick, at ease, and lay it down. He had to do that for 15 minutes before he could go into it all. But the whole idea was, as he derived it to me, was to be able to say, attend, huh, and boom, everybody snaps at that point. They take the command and do it, mm -hmm. Okay. And you don't sit back and think about it and say, well, let's, let's have a theological discussion about whether we should love somebody else. You know, God says here, and he has given us this command. Mm -hmm. Anyone who loves God must love their brothers and sister. Not something to debate, not something to think about. Love them. Go back and read 1 Corinthians. Mm -hmm. Love is patient. Love is kind. <laughs> you know, uh, you got to do it. It's hard. We're fallible. We're still sinners, but we got to work at it. And we try to work at it the best we can. Which brings us up to the end. Dun, dun, dun. All right. So let's go on to our uh, prayer. Okay. Father, uh, loving is sometimes hard. We think about it as being easy. But it's a command and it's got some, some real actions to it that we see from your word that come from before the creation of the world where you demonstrate your love for us. And then throughout your word, Old Testament, New Testament, inside and out, we see how you have loved us. You provided that there would be a savior that would come and for thousands of years, people wandered in deserts and was all over the place and they were looking for that savior. And then one day he came. Father, thankful that your son took on flesh and became that substitute for the wrath of, of your wrath against God, uh, sin. And that, Father, you bless us by bringing faith to our life and then allowing us to also demonstrate your love to others. Father, it's a, it's a tough process. It's a daily process, and sometimes it's a minute-by-minute -minute process. But, Father, help us to learn to love one another the way you describe for us to do in your word. And you've given that command right here in 1 John love one another. Father, we ask for your help in it. In Christ's name, amen. Amen. All right, everybody, we'll be right back after this short break. That was a refreshing break. Absolutely. They always are. Yes. I'm excited. All right. Okay. There you go. <laughs> yes. 
Yes. Let's move on. All right. We go on to our advertisement pieces here where you can get the merch at St. Life Entertainment. Mm -hmm. Always mm -hmm. cool stuff. And Steve's got one of the St. Life shirts on right there this, right now. This is actually one of the older ones, but yeah. It's still a cool design. Yep. And uh, the uh, word Saint, you got a sword sticking there for the T. Mm -hmm. And uh, it looks pretty cool. Yeah. Anyway, which helps get this show on the air here. Sure. Uh, but you can go there and find merch, all kinds of different things. Mm -hmm. And I uh, probably saw some advertisement about that at some time or other. Mm -hmm. And then the real Steven TV, uh, where you do your talks of variety of things there, shows and movies and all that stuff. Sure. <laughs> and then don't forget the carnivore crisp. Crisps. Crisps. They're out there. Mm. And there's a code. Why there is there is a, a code? code? Because With a, if you go to that... What's site, right there? Which there should be a referral thing down in the description down below, and use the code Stephen TV. You, you get ten percent off. off, so you save some money Absolutely. and get a delicious treat. Awesome stuff, yes. man! Like potato chips, but meat. Yes, that's definitely what guys mm -hmm. want. Girls might like meat too, but the guys I, I know love some meat girls eaters, who yeah. like it too. So yeah, mm -hmm. wonderful stuff. And then Creator Crafts with the woodchuck and all of mm -hmm. our stuff that's out there. And again, don't forget, folks, if you're in the area of Elkin, North Carolina, we are at the Surrey County Farmers Market, which is held at the Yakin Valley Chamber of Commerce and Trail Office. There uh -huh. is the Mountain to Sea Trail. I'll never put that in there, but they have the building set up for the people that follow the Mountain to Sea Trail in North Carolina, which runs from the ocean all the way up to... Uh, What's that place called? Klingman's Dome, I think. It's, it goes all the way up to there, which is over in Cherokee area. If you say so. Um, anyway, there's a great little spot there to stop and visit as you're coming through. But we're there on Saturdays from 9 to 12, mm -hmm. uh, and it's at and, 257 and Standard that's Street. 9 a.m. to noon, not 9 p.m. Yeah, we don't sit around till midnight. No. <laughs> we're asleep by then. <laughs> well, he is. I am. He is. Uh, but it's a great thing. We had a good turnout um, yesterday. Or no, Saturday? Yes. Going um, to lose track of days here. Uh, but we had it on, on Saturday. A lot of people come through. Uh, we did a little bit of business. Everybody else did a little bit of business. Had plenty of vendors. Uh, you've seen my stuff show up on here, but uh, there's uh, a, a lady across from us that makes earrings. She, she hand designs them, and I think she makes them out of clay type stuff or something. There's a little girl that makes them with a 3D printer that has earrings. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a guy that does turning of bowls. So basically there's a lot of people there. So Yeah, yes. a bunch of them all mm -hmm. there. A bunch of different things. So candle folks and yes. people, since it is a farmer's market, and vegetables. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, sense. you want to mm -hmm. find us, go to a Alexa, iHeartRadio, Rumble, Spotify, or YouTube. Yes. And, or if uh, you want to contact us, go to thecrownandspear the at gmail.com. And don't forget to go in and it's the share, 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 and ring that bell so you can come back and find us again. Ta-da, mm -hmm. ta-da, that's all, the crown and spear. Sure. Okay. <laughs> oh, um, I wanted to mention something. I don't know if y'all can see it sitting here or not. But since we're getting into that whole uh, Christmas time Absolutely. period, uh, we got the the book. If y'all can see it here, Love, Love for, for Christmas. Christmas. This is the paperback version. I'll um, hold this one up for you while you grab the other one. We got the hardback edition too. See, it's hard. Uh, there, that's it. Just like your head. <laughs> 
Anyways, it's a good story. Uh, where can they find it? You can find it at Amazon.com. Uh, if you go down into the description down below, you'll find a link to it. Or you can probably search my name with the title of the book. And uh, you'll be able to find it, and it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. And it also has a Kindle version. If you're a Kindle person, yes, you can download it. Yes, if you like it. the electronic you know, version to read it, you can get that too. So, so it's all yeah, there, it's and all it's there. a great story. Some great yes. funny parts, and a nice little love story. Yeah, so and it's, it's not that complicated, so, you know, yeah, even it, you know, he can read it. Absolutely. So, all right, <laughs> so let's, we're going to end it there. So for all of us here at the Crown and Spear, I'm your host, Stephen Litchfield. This is my co-host, Gary Litchfield. And we'll catch y'all next time.